0: Welcome to the Rift for Playmakers podcast. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Hopefully your first week of 2022 has gone well. Hopefully it's gone as well as Florida State's first week in the transfer portal. But um, welcome to all first-time listeners. Um want to welcome everybody back. It's been rocking with me for a while. I appreciate you guys. Man, 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 man. I could not wait to do this. This podcast, uh, I had planned to do it um, this weekend, um, but, but was waiting for um, the, the Jared Verse um, news to see how that was going to fall. And, of course, that probably was going to dictate, you know, kind of how the podcast went. But, um, man, I put that gif up on uh, on Twitter, um, Mike Neville in the, uh, the transfer portal with my dude cooking in the kitchen. Man, those dudes were cooking, cooking. woo Man, I tell you. But um, before before I get into it, let me go ahead and um, shout out our, our sponsor, um, BetOnline.ag. Uh, make sure you head over there today to get your uh, 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, just use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Um, that's uh, BetOnline.ag. Appreciate those guys. Um, and also, don't forget, you can also... Um, send a donation to, um, built for playmakers, uh, on cash app. That's built for playmakers with the number four. Um, appreciate you guys. Um, if you feel entertained or, uh, get anything from the uh, podcast, would appreciate anything from there. So man, I came on here and I told, I told people right after early, the early, early of day, you know, and I, you know, I told everybody, I was like, Hey, Hey, it's a it's a bad look right now. Um, you know, we missed on a on a few a few key positions, you know, and everybody was was doom and gloom, and you know, just boohooing and blah 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 blah, and, you know. And I told I told you guys then I said, well, I said it could be a blessing in disguise, you know. I said missing on some of those players, you know probably, you know, was an eye opener and, you know, FSU still had time to change the narrative. You know, I said, if they go out here and they, they meet needs in the transfer portal, you know, with some quality players, Hey, you know, then the early signing day, you know, you, you still can't forget what happened, but you know, you can at least change the narrative going into um, the spring. And not only that, You know, those situations, you know, probably let FSU know, hey, we're going to have to do things a little bit different, Um, you know, because we we are not where we thought we were as far as, you know, certain positions, you know, NIL and things like that. And, you know, I got to pull my 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 terrible my terrible Scarface impersonation. Uh, One of my favorite scenes in that movie where, you know, they're in the car and he's like, I told you, man, I told you. Look at you now, you stupid fuck! <laughs> hey man, look. Mike Novell and and the coaching staff have gone out there, and then um, there's still some work to do. But you know they have they have covered the majority of the holes that that they missed um, in the you know in the prep cycle of the 2022 recruiting class. Um, you know they met needs at. Uh, wide receiver, they've met needs at um, defensive end, linebacker, offensive line, and you know even brought in a, a quality player uh, for the secondary with the uh, with greedy Vance. and the good thing about the good thing about all of these players aside from uh, Kaden um who has one year left, everybody else has multiple years of eligibility left. You know, Jared Verse has three years left. You know, he may not be here all three, but, you know, he has them. Um, Tatum Bethune has two years left. You know, Deuce Span at wide receiver has three years left. Uh, Jamie Vance has, I think, two or three years left. Um, Greedy Vance also, you know, that's that's who Greedy. Greedy and Jamie Vance, that's the same person. That's the guy for the Louisville transfer defensive back. Uh, Johnny Wilson, the wide receiver has three years left. Micah Pittman has two years left. Um, and Buzz Harris, I think has multiple years left. So, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, you know, Mike Novell has, you know, missing on these players, you know, his, uh, is going to impact him, you know, later, 2024, 20, 25, you know, whatever. You know, and in my opinion, the most important year, the most important year for Mike Novell—is is 2022 right now. I mean, who knows if I've been saying it on Twitter. I don't, you know, if you don't win in 2022, it will not matter. 2024, 25, whatever. He may not even be here. 2022 is the year he, he, you know, he's got to show some, I mean, obviously we saw progress from the team on the field, um, in, in 2021, you know, and now it did not reflect totally in the wins and losses. Um, but if you watch that team from any time from 2018 to 2020, and then you put on a tape from 2021, you, you saw a noticeable, a noticeable difference, you know, in that team. And so, you know, I feel like, you know, and I said, I said it before, you know, you know, the injury bug and in the in the flu game with NC State really really changed i think um what could have been you know a a 6 to 7 win team um and of course you know you got Jacksonville State but we talked about that at knows so if you're going into 2022 you got to say man look the offense brought pretty much everybody back and um you know Jordan Travis you know seemed to be progressing Um, Towards the end of the year as a passer, you know, as long as he stays healthy, you know, um, you got some wide receivers, uh, wide receiver help from the portal. Uh, I've talked about that. You know, if you if you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to that podcast, um, it's probably um, two or three episodes back, maybe. where I talk about, yeah, they don't have a ton of production, but the experience that they bring and already being in, in college systems should pay dividends, especially with um, all of those guys enroll in the spring. And that's the other thing too. All of the transfers, all eight of them are, are going to be here in the spring, which is going to be huge, huge, because, you know, you're going to go through tour duty. You're going to, you know, get some valuable reps in the, um, in the offense, in the defense. And, know, it's going to give the coaches time to, you know, assess those guys, um, their strengths and weaknesses and, and kind of decide, you know, figure out then, you know, what they're good at, you know, what they're maybe not so good at so that whenever, whenever the fall rolls around, they won't spend as much time trying to figure out who can do what they'll, they already know that, you know, then it's at a point of, okay, where, where can we use these guys, you know, uh, and, and and get the, uh, the most production out of them, you know, so they can kind of concentrate on that in the fall, you know, before the season begins and get, you know, all the reps that they can get in those different positions. And then, so when the season rolls around, boom, you know, you should have, you know, pretty good production from, from all of these guys. Um, unlike, you know, depending on depending on true freshmen coming in, um, that rarely contribute despite their ranking and then hoping they will impact your, your wins and loss totals in 2022. Cause it probably, probably wasn't going to happen. Um, although people don't want to admit that, you know, so um, you know, got to give, got to give Mike Novell and the coaching staff credit um, met the majority of other needs. I still feel like they need to get a um, transfer quarterback, Um, I'm, I'm still leery of, of waiting for Jordan Travis to get hurt. And, you know, and if they don't go out and get a, if they don't go out and get a transfer quarterback and, you know, they, they go into 2022, you know, just solely depending on Jordan Travis, um, to stay healthy to, you know, for them to win games and he gets hurt. I mean, you, there is nobody you can blame, but you know, Mike Novell and the coaching staff, I mean, that's solely on them. And, you know, I mean, you can't you can't say that they, there haven't been um, you know, players in, in the portable portal available that, you know, that they could um, they could kind of, you know, go out there. Um, they just, for whatever reason, have chosen really not to. And, you know, they still have time. I, I, I would prefer that they would bring in a quarterback that could come in in the spring just to have that f- familiarity with the offense and get those reps. Um, you know, but then again, you know, they could be, they could be waiting for, um, and I've said this before, if they brought a transfer a quarterback in, I would prefer it be a graduate transfer with one year of eligibility left, uh, because that kind of, you, you know, you can kind of explain that to, um, AJ Duffy and Chris Parsons, the 2023 commit that, Hey, you know, we, we just need depth. Um, we, we still want to win. Um, but, you know, we're not bringing anybody in here that you have to worry about, you know, competing with or, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, so there still may be there still may be a guy out there. I'm sure um, I said it before. Players will go through spring practice at their respective schools, kind of like um, Dylan Gibbons did. And, you know, they may look and look around after the spring and say, yeah, yeah, I'm probably not going to get any reps here. Um, and so I'm going to put my name in the portal. And so. Um, there's still time to bring in a, a transfer quarterback, um, and and I think uh, the guys at two four seven have said that there's ways that they can get, you know, some guys in the spring semester um, up until the next week or so. Um, but you know, if that doesn't happen, then again, you know, um, you know, you can still bring somebody in the summer, and if it is somebody that's uh, that's a graduate transfer and has one year, then. I probably will feel a little better. Um, they probably have, you know, a great deal of college experience. And so, um, you know, it wouldn't be imperative that they came for the spring, but you know, if they were able to come for the spring, that would be optimal. But, you know, we will see what happens there. I know some people, um, have started talking about, um, Chubba Purdy, um, Maybe coming back. I don't know if that has, has legs whatsoever. I know if I were Mike Neville, um, you know, with the way everything went down with Trevor Purdy, personally, I'm old school. I, I could not let him back on my team. um, Just for the fact of, you know, the entire spring, uh, Mike Novell let him stay in Arizona in rehab. You know, he wasn't even with the team. And, um, I mean, he didn't have to do that. And, um, you know, so he comes back and, you know, he's practicing and, you know, decides to kind of surprise. It seems like it surprised Mike Novell that, you know, Trevor Purdy entered the portal. You know, we've seen, you know, some guys enter the portal and uh, somebody asked Mike Neville one time, you know, well, are there any kind of conversations that you have with those players? And, you know, Mike Novell kind of choked and He's like, well, some of the conversations are very short, you know, and those are the guys that he's like, yeah, you probably need to go on and get in the portal we don't care if you, you know, if you, um, if you do so, but then there's other players that, you know, they have a a, a, a different conversation with. And I think Purdy was probably one of those guys where might probably try to, you know, give, you know, give him some, some, some logic and rationale as to why he's in the position he's in, you know, why he probably wasn't playing more, you know, Expectations towards the future, blah, 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 blah. But still, you know, Purdy decided to enter the portal. And then the, the following week was a prime example of why the conversation that uh, Mike Novella had with Purdy, you know, probably um, was covered. Um, But, you know, Purdy chose to do otherwise. And so. You know, now it feels like that if Purdy were to come back and I have no idea if Mike Novell would let him come back or not, but it feels like Purdy would only be coming back because he didn't have any of the options out there because everywhere he's visited, you know, he's visited Pittsburgh, you know, he got an offer from them. Uh, I think he took an official visit to them. You know, they, um, they wind up getting a commit from somebody else. So then it's like he moves to, um, to. I think they got the guy from uh, Slovis, I think it was. Um, I think he played at USC. I could be wrong on that. But then we have Nebraska. And then Nebraska just got a commitment from, I can't recall the guy's name, but they got a commitment from someone. And so it's like, well, is he going to go there now? Because, I mean, he didn't want to compete with, he didn't want to compete with Trevor Purdy, I mean, excuse me, he didn't want to compete with um, Jordan Travis. So is he going to run from the competition at Pittsburgh and Nebraska also? Probably so. So, you know, I'm good on Purdy. He can, you know, stay in the portal for for all I care. Um, He would be, he would be, you know, if he would have stayed originally, um, FSU would have been in a perfect, perfect position going into 2022 um, you know, he would have would have had another offseason to learn, you know, get reps in the offense. Um, and you probably feel a lot better about a quarterback position uh, moving forward um, than you do right now, knowing that you probably need to get another player from the transfer portal. You know, so, you know, that's that. Um, we got some another some some major news before the, um, the, the Jared Verse. Uh, commitment, And that was um, uh, safety and Jamie Robinson deciding to come back for a final year with FSU. And I wrote about it on chop chat and I can't tell you, I can't tell you how important him coming back is. Um, he's probably, I know we're still waiting on Fabian Lovett, but you know, just from a, um, I mean I hope Fabian comes back. Um if he if he does not come back then I totally understand why he doesn't. I know he's got, you know, you know, the young son that has some medical issues and prayers up for for a little man and hopefully, you know, he you know he gets well. But, you know, you have you have pretty good depth um and experience on the defensive line going into 2022. Um, with the secondary, you know, you have some pieces, but there's still, you know, we saw last year, the issues with the defense were in the secondary, uh, in the early part of the year. And, you know, they had Jamie Robinson playing multiple positions. Um, and man, when you're, when you're playing multiple positions in the secondary, it is, it is difficult to, to know all the calls, where to be, you know, what, what, um, what assignment you have on specific plays, and then what your what your teammates are doing. I mean, that is that's a tough spot to be in. But we saw that whenever Adam Fuller finally settled settled on keeping him in that safety position, you saw you saw the defense begin to kind of become solidified, and the communication was better. And Robinson was someone that was effective and that came downhill in the run game. Yeah, we saw him in coverage and it was just a different defense with, with Jamie Robinson out there. I mean, you can go back to the Boston College game. When um, whenever he was out there, you know, they were shutting Boston College down. Whenever he got tossed for that BS um targeting call and, you know, he had to miss the second half of the game. Then you saw Boston College come alive and um they were able to do some things. And it's cra- it's kinda you know, kinda tells you where you are um as a program. And I talked about it before, you know, I felt good about the the starting 11 on both sides of the ball. But it's a lack of depth going into 2021 that kind of had me worried. And then, of course, true to form, you know, that lack of depth showed its head um, when injuries came up. And um, as as the starters had to be subbed and some some younger players had to go into the game, you know, you kind of saw the drop off um, with with um, those younger players that came in. But Jamie Jamie Robinson returning is huge, you know. He's all all ACC um, new caliber player, and arguably will be the best safety, you know, in the in the conference coming back twenty twenty two. That will give a year um, of uh, mentorship with um, Sam McCall and uh, Azariah Thomas. And then, you know, you still got some young guys on the team that can, you know, can still learn from, from Jamie Robinson also. Um, so that kind of solidifies the safety spot. You still got, um, Sidney Williams back there at safety who played well until he got hurt. And then you still have, um, Akeem Dent who, who showed some flashes, um, last year. And then you go out and you got, you know, Jarvis Brownlee. Um, you got Greedy Vance. You got Amariion Cooper who who flashed and probably will probably lock up one of those starting cornerback spots, and um, you know there's a there's a you know Hunter Washington's a young guy, so you know there's some there's some pieces out there. Kevin Knowles, pieces out there that um, you know that secondary should be should be nasty, um, you know going into 2022. And so what you got to think about with Adam Fuller is. You know he's got he's got you know senior leadership on all three um, phases of the defense. The Defensive line has depth and experience. Then you move to linebacker and you got Caden DeLoach and you know, he's not a senior, but you know you know he played starter reps last year and he you know he he's going to start this year. And then you bring in you know Tatum Bethune, the transfer um, linebacker from UCF. And, you, you know, he had over 100 tackles last year. So you got that experience there you know, at linebacker. And then you go into the um, the um back four there, and or back five, if they play nickel. And you got, you know, Jamie Robinson back there, Jarvis, Jarvis Brownlee, and um, Akeem Dent's been there for a while. So you got a lot of experience at all three levels of that defense, right? And so – I expect I expect the defense to take another jump um in twenty twenty two. Um you know, I don't expect, you know, Jared Verse to come in and, and just, you know, become Jermaine Johnson or, or even Keir Thomas. But if he can get get even close to the production of, say, what Keir Thomas brought, because Keir Thomas brought phew, I mean he had over forty tackles. He had multiple tackles for loss. He had multiple uh, double-digit quarterback uh, pressures. Um, he was great at setting the edge. And if you look at the tape for Jared Verse, you know, he does those things well also. And he sets the edge well. He's got a great motor. Um, he can get after the quarterback. And um, he's physically ready to play. So, when you start looking at everything in totality, you know, the defense should be improved. You know, it shouldn't take them... It shouldn't take them, you know, four or five games to kind of figure things out and then start playing well. You know, they should be playing playing well from the jump um, because this will be, you know, Adam Fuller's you know, second full off season to um, assess and implement and, you know, do what he does. And he's got he's got talent. He's got talent, proven talent at that um, at, at most positions. So I expect I expect um, the defense to be imp- even improved more so than last year, even with the loss of Jermaine Johnson and, and Keir Thomas, and of course you got Gaynor coming back, um, who um, hopefully they'll figure out a um, a nice a nice role for him um, moving forward. Then you look at the offense, and you got you know pretty much everybody coming back. The offensive line will have another year, um, you know. Everybody should be healthy going into the year. Hopefully you got more depth. Hopefully some of the young guys that um, were out last year rehabbing, at least hopefully one of those can step up. You got Thomas Schrader, you got you know, Lord Willis, you got St. Heron, Brian Estes, um, coupled with, you know, all of the starters you had last year. Um, and then you have the two transfers coming in, and I still think they'll probably – hopefully they'll target one more offensive lineman from the uh from the portal. Um so, you know, again, we we'll, we'll see who enters the portal after between now and the end of spring. So, between now and Aprilish and um we'll see what they decide to do there. Um running back, I don't think you really need to get a, a player from the portal unless it's just somebody that, you know, that's a proven guy that, you know, you can't that can't miss. Um, Mike Neville has shown that he can work magic with his running backs, no matter who's back there for the most part. So as long as the offensive line, um, and you have good quarterback play, I think running back will be fine. You got TreShaun Ward who, you know, he's not, he's not a number one back, but the way they use running backs, I think, I think they'll be okay. Um, hopefully to Philly can put on a little bit of weight and then you still got the, um, Auburn transfer DJ Williams, um, who um you know who will have another year in the um in the offense and so that's three guys that you know they can they can kind of lean on and then you've got the um Cameron Mcdonald coming back at tight end um who you know has had a pretty good season last year um you know he 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 was still inconsistent in in some areas, but you know obviously he's got a lot of experience and so that'll be big for uh, the offense. And then, of course, you got the wide receiver transfers coming in. I've talked about those guys. And, you know, you're going to have an infusion of talent um, with those guys. Uh, You got size, speed. And, um, you know, so if you look at Jordan Travis progressing as a passer, if you look at the offensive line, you know, showing uh, more continuity, better depth, and then you got an infusion of talent at the wide receiver position, that should bode for good things in 2022 the key healthy gotta stay healthy gotta stay healthy quarterback gotta stay healthy on offensive line and excuse me and you know they can do that um I think I think you'll finally see um FSU kind of get over the hump and win you know seven maybe eight games just depends on you know how the schedules laid out. You know we're still waiting to see you know how the games align up, and we'll we'll have a better idea of that here um, in a bit. But um, you got enough you got enough talent to um to to get over the hump and win win some games that you you should be winning. Um, you know so we'll see how that goes. Um, but man, major major props to uh, the coaching staff. They have, um, they've done a good job in the portal. Um, and I, you know, and hopefully they restored some faith with, um, with some of the fans, um, going into 2022. Um, like I said, uh, back in December guys, you know, you can, you, you, you can't really be doom and gloom whenever there's still time left in the recruiting cycle. Uh, I told you guys, they, they're probably not going to, um, you know, target many high school players. You know, a lot of people get caught up in the rankings. Yeah, they're ranked 14th. And that ranking hasn't changed because none of the guys that they've added will count towards that particular ranking. But um, I think 247 came out and said that um, they have the number one transfer class um, in the nation right now. Um, so um with I think it's eight transfers. And when you look at that list of transfers, there's not there's not a lot of wasted wasted space there. Um, you know, like I said, Versus gonna play, Bethune is gonna play. Um span is probably more of a you know, we'll we'll see more of a more of a a, a project, but I can see him getting on the field and contributing in certain certain aspects. Um Greed Evans is gonna play at some point. Johnny Wilson, um like similar to, to Span, but like, you know, I think they're gonna find a way to get, you know, a guy like that on the field. Pittman's gonna play. Caden Lows is gonna play. Bliss Harris is gonna play. So they're not wasting scholarships out here. You know, they're bringing in guys that they know um will be able to play. And again, they have multiple years of, of eligibility left for the most part. So what that will do is, you know, that will allow them to be in the be in the discussion for more of your your um your better players for the class of twenty twenty three, and so hopefully, you know, the same progress that we hoped we would see on the field in twenty twenty one, we'll see in twenty twenty two, and so um you know a lot of people wanted to to say that you know starting zero and four probably. Um, took us out of the running for some of those higher caliber players that we were we were in in it with. And they're probably right about that. But what you have to what you have to hope is that these players are bringing in for um, you no, know, for 2022 will allow them to win some of those those um those battles for those higher caliber players coming out of high school. You know, not only that, um, these transfers are going to allow, um, some of the guys, some of the talented guys that they brought in, um, last year, your, 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 um, your George Wilson's, your Patrick Payton's, you know, that'll give them another year to develop and hopefully, hopefully find a niche, um, at least on like third down passing situations, maybe to get in there and get some valuable reps so that in 2023, they can actually be, you know, contributors um, and then you know, at certain spots you have um, boots coming in who is going to be uh, going to be a player in the 2023 class, legacy guy. Um, forgot about Aaron Hester that came in this year. Um, by by next year, I think you know he'll be a guy that you can probably count on um, for some reps. And um, again, the wide receivers have enough eligibility that you know you can hopefully bring in some talent at wide receivers out of the high school and. Um, and then they'll have time to develop as well. So I think we're in a good position. Um, hopefully um, uh, Michael Alford can um, work some magic um, with getting, getting the um, NIL deal on um, passing Florida. You know, he was on, he was a chair for, for that committee. Um, but, you know, it's ultimately it's so up to um, the Congress and a lot law, lawmakers to make the decision to change the, that. So that Florida is more competitive. Um, competitive with the other states that are kind of just doing willy-nilly things right now. Um, but we, we've we seen FSU win, you know, win some, some battles. Um, you know, Miami was in it for uh, Tatum Bethune. You know, he was a local guy from South Florida um, relationship with Randy Shannon. You know, wins out, M- you know, Miami tried to jump in it with the verse um, there at the end. And I wasn't really worried about them too much because he never visited. Um, but, You know they um, they lost they lost the battle to um, to Tennessee for Tyree West on early signing day, but they won the war for Jared Verse. And if you were going to ask who is going to have more of an impact in twenty twenty two between Jared Verse and Tyree West, that's going to be Jared Verse. So advantage FSU there. So. Um, we'll see how FSU finishes up in the portal. Um, hopefully, they'll they'll go out and get, um, like I said, a transfer quarterback. Hopefully, they'll get another offensive lineman. Um, I hope they add another defensive end. Um, just kind of uh, for as I, I like the um, the kid from NC State, um, the Dawkins kid. Um, he he showed he showed um, some potential there in his freshman year. So hopefully they'll they'll decide to to go with him. As a, as a as a more depth, and he has, I think he has three years of eligibility left also. And um, I wouldn't, you know, we'll see a linebacker. I, I would like to see them possibly get another linebacker because they only signed one um, in the last um, recruiting cycle. And um, I wouldn't mind if they took another defensive tackle, like I said, because they're going to lose for sure Lovett and Cooper after this year if Lovett comes back. And um, I would like to see them get another defensive tackle out of the portal if possible. So we'll see how it shakes out. But I feel I feel I feel like I'm, you know, like I I didn't lie to you guys a month ago when I told you that um, even though it was really bad, then that um, the narrative could change and it would change if FSU Went out there and did what they was what they needed to do in the transfer portal, and I feel like they've done that thus far. Um, so you should feel better as a fan going into 2022, and um, we'll see how um, how it keeps shaking out as uh, we move through um, the spring. Uh, I think the tour duty is going to start um, within the next week or so, and um, we'll go from there. Um, appreciate you guys, man. Make sure you um. Go over to um, um, Also, hit us up um, on Cash App, built for playmakers. And um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Don't know.